Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 87, The Power of Integrating Writing into Science and Science on a Budget. Today, I have the second part of an incredible conversation that I had with Kristen Muse from Samson's Shop. She is a wealth of information, so much so that I had to cut this episode into two different parts so that you wouldn't be going, why is this taking so long? And it is really incredible. She had it. We had an excellent conversation about technology tools and to use in the, a remote classroom. We did that last week. It was episode 86. So if you haven't heard that, check it out because that's where you'll also hear an introduction to Kristen. And Kristen is back today to talk further. Actually, she was there. We were on the same day, but I cut it in two parts for you. So now we continue the conversation with some really excellent information about integrating writing into science and also about how to, you know, really deal with some of those overwhelming materials that you have to deal with when you're trying to do hands-on science. It's science on a budget. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so today is part two of our my conversation with Kristen Muse from the Samson Shop, which she has a blog and a store on TPT, and I will link to that in the show notes. She is an incredible teacher from New York who's done had a lot a variety of experience. If you want to know more about her, check out her blog, Samson Shop at blogspot.com and also check out episode 86 where we talked about three spectacular technology tips for remote learning. So you definitely want to not want to miss that because it was really good. If you need to pause this episode and go back to last week, do that and then come back to this one because this one we're going to be talking about science and writing in science and science on a budget. And it is such a good conversation. I was taking notes for the whole entire conversation, which I made into two parts. So hopefully you feel find it very valuable and you don't feel as overwhelmed when I kind of switch subjects on you. We met Kristen and I met because we are both presenting at Whole Teacher Eclecticon, which I've been talking about for weeks. She is doing three unbelievable sessions that you are going to want to hear more about. She gives three technology tools last week in episode 86, and she gives, I think, a total of 10 at the Whole Teacher Eclecticon conference. So you're going to want to hear the rest of the tools. I know I am. I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting. And then she'll talk more about some of the things that we talk about today. I also am presenting on podcast and podcasting in the classroom. It's such an incredible way for kids to show what they know and also for you to be able to utilize this technology where you can really assess students' listening comprehension and you can really dive into some of those standards by using podcasts, which gives text access to all. So hopefully you will join us at Whole Teacher Eclecticon 2020. I'll link to it in the show notes. If you want to remember it, it's bit.ly.com backslash WTE. Debory, D-E-B-O-R-E-E. That's bit.ly, bit.ly, dot com, backslash, W-T-E, Debory. Hope you join us. 
Let's get on with the second part of the conversation with Kristen Muse from Samson Shop. So let's talk about talk about science and like the writing element of science, because I, I, as a secondary teacher and a lot of primary teachers, I find this to be true where they kind of let go of some of those content areas because they're so focused on teaching the kids to read. Now for me, like I ended up platooning for my last like four years of teaching, which meant that I taught reading and science and my partner taught writing, social studies and math. And we integrated our reading and writing, but I was like, I got to do like any informational text. It was all based on, on our science topics, like all based on what I had to cover in science. So for me, like integrating, cause I still never felt like I had enough time teaching reading and writing and, and I was doing writing to re- like reading in response to read. Like she was doing more like writing, you know, writing narratives and doing things like that. But I mean, I got to do opinion, even opinion writing and obviously in, in science on science topics, which that was pretty powerful. But like, explain the CCR because I think some of my listeners might not know what that is. Okay. Well, it's CER. And C-E-R. I think. Well, I- there you go. So clearly I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so this method came out of the fact that we have the NGSS standards now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and part of that is getting our students to have more classroom discussions and to argue about different um evidence and things like that. You know, if you're doing an experiment, trying to figure out how that is relating to science. So CER stands for claim evidence and reasoning. And basically it is a a formula that the students can use. I usually will have some sort of an activity um, that we're doing together and I will give them the question. So it'll be like the problem, you know, it's always in the form of a question and then they need to make their claim. So they'll do the experiment, the activity, look at the article, whatever the case may be, they'll make their claim and then they have to back up their claim with evidence. So the evidence can come from a data table, it can come from you know finding it in a passage by highlighting. Um, and okay. then the reasoning is where they're putting in that how and why. So that's where the science part is coming in. So yeah. how and why is this related to science and does it go along with your claim? Uh-huh. And the entire passage, like, it's not something that's long because I feel like when you're thinking about claim evidence and reasoning, a lot of times you will hear that also in ELA when the students have to write an argument essay, you know, they're using a lot of those same terms, at, at least in my school. So yes, the students, definitely the students, you know, are hearing those terms. So it's kind of making sense, but I feel like you're reiterating it in science. So now, you know, hopefully for them, they'll be able to make more connections to these terms. But in science, it's only like a a three to seven sentence paragraph. So that's why the students love it. You know, I adapted based on my struggling students and ones that I can know can make those higher level, you know, um, inferences. They'll make, the higher level students will have like a, a seven sentence paragraph. My struggling learners, you know, let's, let's just go for the three. Can you make a claim? Yes. So I really like that you can differentiate it and adapt it to the different learners in your classroom. You're incorporating those, those writing and analysis skills. So administration loves it because, you know, you can say, this is how it's relating to ELA. And then they're like, oh, okay. That's, you know, now that's okay. 
You're right. Now it's okay, which is sad because science is very important and we're falling behind as a, as a country. So right. it's, it's very upsetting. And it's, a, so it's sad that we have to make sure that we've looked how we have tied it to ELA, but I get it, whatever. It feels like everything needs to be tied to ELA and then they're okay with it. That, that's what I did even with makerspace. I'm like, okay, I'll tie it to ELA and then um, I can have a makerspace in my classroom now. So yeah, no, I think that's great. I love that idea, especially because like three sentences for a struggling student, that doesn't sound like it's the end of the world. And right. if you have more to say, then by all means, go on a little bit, but also like kind of giving them that framework, even your kids that like are higher level thinkers, they kind of have to learn how to be concise Yes. which for people even like me is a struggle because I could ramble on forever. So being, <laughs> being concise is a real, a skill that I mean, I need to know. So I think that that's, I think that's really awesome. I love that. Yes. That's one of the things I do touch on also because, you know, knowing when to pull the relevant information versus the irrelevant information, you know, there's a lot of, of different ways that you can tie this in and really further those students. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Ooh, that sounds interesting too. All right. And so finally, we've gotten to science on a budget because that is such a huge thing because that's the problem. And even for me, like I created these STEM units for second grade and as I'm creating it, I'm like, gosh, I need so many materials. I'm like, this material list is like insane. Now it was common things that you, that you have, that you most likely have. But then at the same time, I'm like, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna buy this unit and on top of that, they gotta go spend $50 on materials. That's what it felt like, which is way more than what the unit even costs. So I'm like, that, you know, that's crazy. So talk about science, a little bit about science on a budget. So as much as I love technology, I like to go to the other end of the spectrum and I like to make it hands-on. Cause I, I do mm -hmm. feel, you know, to, to incorporate all the learners in your classroom, you need Absolutely. a whole bunch of different tricks. So, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I love science, because I feel like you can do so much with it. Mm -hmm. But I, you do run into that problem where, especially if your district does not have the money to fund the, all these different science programs, where are you getting these materials from? Mm -hmm. So I have, I think about 10 different ways of different things that you can do to try to make science more engaging, a more hands-on type of experience. So there's a whole bunch of tech tools, but we already spoke technology. So I'm not, I'll, I won't go there. You can, I'll save that for when you watch it. But okay. you know, there's, there's websites, I believe it's pronounced Nair, it's N-A-I-E-R. And it's, it's free for teachers. Okay. But basically it's like an overstock website. So, Ooh. you know, you have, you have post-its that I guess are just overstocked. And uh -huh. you can get a whole bunch of posts, like 600 post-its, you know, for like $5. Oh my goodness. I've never heard of this either. That's great. Yes. So that's one of the areas where you can say, okay, what, what is something that I need? Now, the only thing with this is it's not like Amazon. So it's not like Amazon where you can just order it. You have to be watching the website, you know, because it okay. is one of those like overstock sort of things. Whatever yes. inventory they have is what they have. And then you have to wait for it to come back in. Okay. So, you know, that is the downfall of this, but you're, if you can score that stuff that you need at that cheap price, yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm that's totally going on that after we hang up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know so many people that, that get great deals on there and, you know, you have to look around and, and see what you need. That's the only thing is you kind of have to know what you need and what you're looking for. Yes. When you're on it. Yes. 
Um, you know, but I'm also, I, I like to incorporate a wish list in my classroom. Mm -hmm. So when the student, uh, I'm sorry, when the parents are coming in for like back to school night and beginning of the year, you know, these are some of the materials that I know we're going to need throughout the year. If you can help us out, you know, that's great. If not, it, I totally understand too. But even for things like, you know, like I know you were saying like some of the things that we have around our house. So like toilet paper tubes and, and you yes. know, for towels and aluminum foil, some of that, I'll just tell my kids, I'll give them extra credit if they can bring it in. Yeah, that's you know, a great idea. And that way, you know, I feel like you're not penalized if you can't. If you can, that's great. And I'm giving you a little something. You know, even mm -hmm. if it's not extra credit, but it's a homework pass or, you know, a Tootsie Roll or something, you know, the kids will do crazy things. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I know for candy. You're right. It's so true. And it's totally worth it. And I, and I've been collecting that because I want to make her space in the media center. I have been collect, I have like a giant stack of boxes in my garage. I look like a hoarder. Like I have so many boxes because I order on Amazon all the time. So I like, like almost a hundred boxes and then paper towel rolls and toilet paper rolls, which are like, you know, a gold mine right now. So like all that like is in there. And I'm like, I am just collecting, I'm collecting trash because I, I need it. That's what I need. <laughs> Somebody that doesn't know is like, why do you have all this? But I know. Yeah. You're a teacher, it's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I dr you drive by my garage and it's like, I don't keep it open because I'm like, oh boy, but yeah. And I'm making robots out of um, cardboard and like, I'm doing all this stuff because I want to like decorate it and make it really cool in there. And people must think I'm insane. Yeah. So, oh, well, or my neighbors at least think I'm insane, but I don't really care because it's going to be awesome. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay. So some tech tools to work, Nayer, wish lists. Those are some really great, you know, so, some really great ways of getting getting some of those science materials. Yeah. And then also, you know, take a look at what you have around the school. You know, mm -hmm. my school, I, I didn't realize, but it's, it's surrounded by a wooded area, but there's a stream in the back of there. There's, wow. you know, you can get the students to know a little bit more about their local area because yeah. a lot you see this stuff and especially for the kids, because the kids, I, I don't teach in the, um, in the town that I live in. So for the kids, they're walking through there all the time and they're, they're seeing it, but they're not really seeing it. So yeah. to really bring that science out, you know, and for them to just get outside and, and go into a courtyard or, or just walk around the school, I mean, that's for them, it's gonna be so engaging. I totally agree. When I used to teach rocks and soil, that was our standard in second grade because we haven't adopted um, next generation science standards yet in my state, um, or at least in my district, right. sadly. But anyway, um, rocks and soil was something I had to teach in second grade. And I had a rock collection and my kids were like, on fire about collecting rocks because they wanted to contribute to this rock collection and they wanted their own rock collection. So it was like, we had so many rocks that it was, and I was talking to, I can't remember who, and they went on a field trip, she and a friend of hers to the rock quarry and they, and they gave them buckets of rocks. Oh. So not, yeah. So for free. So they gave them buckets and buckets of rocks. So now she can take that back these rocks and they're, and they can do all these different things with all these different types of rocks, which actually gives me the chills, which is a little bit scary that I'm getting the chills over rocks, but it was like, <laughs> it's things like that, that I think are really, I think that's really cool. So that's, that was for free. It was her time obviously, but, um, but it, but besides that, it was a free resource. 
So I think that's cool. And even asking the students, because now that you brought that up, one of our last units that we taught was rocks and minerals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you, I'm kind of just like, it's rocks, but the, the kids were so engaged and then they were coming to our meets and they were like, look at these rocks that I have this, you know, this is a sedimentary because of this, uh -huh. you know, so also letting the kids know what topics are coming up and yes. you never know what they're going to have at home. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that, that is a good idea also to, to let the kids, let the kids do the work. <laughs> yes. Let the kid, I know I had a kid bring a weather vane into school once. Like I didn't have that. So, and when we were doing weather, so I'm like, this is great. So I think you're right. Telling them in advance, like maybe giving them a little heads up and, you know, and involving the parents, like yeah. this is what we're going to be talking about in, you know, second quarter or whatever. And if you have any supplies that go along with this, I would love to either borrow them or if you'd like to donate them or whatever, I think that would be a great way. So, ah, oh, I had a great time with this conversation. I'm thank you, Kristen, so much. Like I was like, I have like pages of notes here. <laughs> I can't wait to go to your sessions. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish that I had asked? I don't think so. Okay. I may have to back to you on that, but I, 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 th I think that it was a really great conversation. I was really glad that I'm here. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I really appreciate it. I'm going to link to your store um, on TPT because you have a shop on TPT and I'm sure you have some really cool stuff. So I will um, link to that as well. Thank Is there any so other places that, um, that people can find you? Yes, especially if you need science or any sort of technology tips, I do have a blog. It's samsonshop.com. Um, and okay. shop is S H O P P E. I went with okay. um, right. you, send, you send me the links and I'll um, definitely share them in the show notes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you can also follow me on Instagram. Okay. You know, and get a nice visual view of, of what I'm doing all the time. Anyway, so thank you again. I really, I'm so glad you came. Thank you for being so informative and just great. Thanks. No problem. Thank you again for having me. Ah, uh, thank you for sticking around for part two. I told you it was really great. And I definitely think, I think it was, you know, it's certainly two different subjects. Obviously, you can integrate technology and science. And that is, you know, makes it more STEM. And that makes it very meaningful. And it's important. And all the tools that she shared in episode 86 can also be used for during your time, you know, your science block. However, I just feel like sometimes I shifted up on you and I thought maybe I'd give it a try to be a little bit more concise and intentional. I hope that you are appreciating that. And then that makes the episode not quite so long. And I know that a lot of you stick around and I appreciate that, but I don't want to just, I don't want to keep you hanging forever and ever. So anyway, so hopefully that worked out for you and you will join us at Whole Teacher Eclecticon. We're going to be excited to have you. We um, are really, I just, you know, that's an unbelievable experience. Until next time, this one tired teacher is ready for a little nap. <laughs> Sweet dreams and sleep tight.